A lot of the gun violence in Chicago is driven by gang rivalries. Those rivalries can run deep and young kids get swept into them. That's what happened to Robert Irvin and Vernell Maddox. They started life as best friends and they're best friends now, but they spent decades in opposing gangs wanting to kill each other. WBEZ's Patrick Smith has their story. It's an excerpt from the most recent season of our Motive podcast documenting anti-violence work in Chicago. The definition of gang has stretched and shifted over the years in Chicago, gone from top-down, profit-focused enterprises into smaller, block-level cliques whose motivations are harder to define. Robert Irvin and Vernell Maddox grew up in the 70s and 80s when the gang life was big business. Gangs controlled the high-rises in Rockwell Gardens, the public housing complex where they grew up, a massive plot with 16-story towers at the corner of Western and Jackson in East Garfield Park. We've been knowing each other since we were young men. Well, right? We grew up in the same mothers, project. We went to the same grammar same school. Project. Yeah, same yeah. grammar school, everything. The two boys were inseparable. Even today, they sort of talk as one, often repeating each other or jumping in to confirm what the other is saying. A lot of people say me and Vinell look alike. Yeah, it, they, it was crazy. Yeah, they used to think and we so was, we, a lot of people thought we was brothers for a while because right. we hung out that much, you know, like that. You know, like I tell you, he's my brother. I don't look at him no other way other than my big brother, and that love is in my heart for him yeah. in that manner. But Rob and Vernell grew up in different buildings, controlled by different gangs. It wasn't a problem when they were little. They were still basically next-door neighbors, but it became an issue when they hit their teens. We yeah. chose different chose. organizations yeah. to uh, be a part of. And that's how the Rockwell Guns was. Yeah. Uh, you had different buildings. You had about like how many buildings in Rock Project? Yeah, Eleven. 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 Twelve project and, buildings and in Rockwell. Different organizations. And so these buildings chose to be what they was. Yeah, right. How old were you each when you joined up with 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 the gang, with your separate gangs? Uh, I joined the gang at age of fourteen. Yeah, I was uh, just graduated from uh, eighth grade. And I think I might have been what two years younger than you. Yeah. Which gangs were they? Vice Lords and Disciples. Disciples, yeah. And that was strictly based on which uh, what area, building, what building, you building we was in? Which building. Yeah. yeah, which building we was in, yeah. So let me ask you this. Growing up where you guys both did, did you feel like you had a choice in joining a gang at all? Like, could you just said, no, I'm not being a GD or a Vice Lord or any of it? I don't I don't think we had. I, well, at that time, back then, I didn't think I had a choice. My brother was the chief at that time. Uh, it seemed like everybody who I knew <laughs> was already in it. And it, it was like, each year, <laughs> when you reached 13 to 14, right. you, was, you were choosing yeah, what I, size you was on. I agree with him 100%. I didn't have another view. That's all we, we had. That's we all seen. we did. And I didn't see it then. Right. Put it like that. I didn't see that opportunity to make that choice to avoid this. Rob's brother was a chief in the Gangster Disciples. Vernell's cousin was deep in with the traveling vice lords. The two boys, just 14 and 12, followed the paths that were laid out for them. The two friends turned rivals came face to face at a store called Groceryland one day. The store sat on a dividing line between their two gangs. But I remember one time I wanted to fight somebody that starred some stuff. Rob knew there were vice lords in the store. He gathered up some of his fellow gangster disciples to try to beat them up. He didn't know Vernell was one of the rivals inside. I'm in the store already shopping. They was on something. They came in and seen me. Oh, yeah, we could get him, you know, at that time. But I had a gun and I upped it. Suddenly, Vernell was pointing a gun at his childhood best friend. When I walked in, I said, OK, you're going to get him. I'm going to get him. Right. That's on my mind. 
And well, when I made my move, he upped it and put it right on almost on my chest. I couldn't do nothing but freeze. His hesitation let me know that he wasn't going to shoot. At first, when he first upped it, I'm I'm gone. But, but he but, knew I couldn't shoot him. But I, but it was like, if I nailed, he couldn't do it. No, I couldn't yeah, do it. He couldn't do I it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. If that would have been somebody else, they would have been. I'd probably yeah. be in jail That's when I knew right we still, that he yeah. still cared about me. Because yeah. I didn't know he still cared. Because yeah. I was sending threats to him. Sending threats. Rob had made it known he wanted to kill Vernell. There was one time at the same neutral store, Groceryland, when Rob ran into Vernell's girlfriend and the couple's young daughter. I seen his, I seen Wanda, the one he had the kids by, and I seen the baby, and I like, uh, I remember saying to the to the child, I like, you know, I'm gonna kill your daddy. He was like, he told nice, you you're a pretty little baby, I'm gonna kill your daddy. And I meant that when I said it that day, I said I'm gonna kill your daddy. That's a horrific thing to say to a, a little kid. You gotta remember. I mean, that's the lifestyle. That's how we live. That I live. At that time, that's the mind frame that I was in. I was a game banger. Game bangers, game bang. That's the lifestyle I live. I fought, I shot, so well, whatever went along with that lifestyle, that's what I did. Eventually, both men got out of the gang life, but it took years. Looked around one day, I was the oldest person out of the gang meet. Cause I was hooked on drugs, had been in prison. I'm like, man, I got it, man, and hadn't accomplished anything. I joined the gang at the age of 14. I didn't get out till the age of 37. And so that's when I turned to the God, turned to the Lord, and that's when my whole life changed. Rob and Vernell both found religion. They kicked their drug habits and reconnected. But that's 20-plus years of their lives they can never get back. Some damage they can never undo. You know, I was doing a lot of treacherous stuff in the streets, man. You know, and then I had no no remorse about it, too, at that time. Now, but you should see the guilt that I have. So that's one of the things that prompt me to want to be a part of the solution. I knew I was a part of the problem. I knew I probably might have been the problem. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm so eager and so invested in being a part of the solution. Now, Rob and Vernell are among the hundreds of anti-violence workers in Chicago spending weekends walking the streets of violence-plagued neighborhoods. They're trying to break down the entrenched gang culture that turns two best friends into lethal enemies. And they're trying to convince young men to avoid joining gangs, or at least leave them much more quickly than they did. Patrick Smith, WBEZ News. Rob and Vernell's story is from the most recent season of WBEZ's Motive podcast. It follows anti-violence workers in Chicago over the course of a year. That's Motive Season 5.